Welcome back to Vibe Empowered. My name is Christine Reffel. We are talking about the second pillar in no particular order of the empowered woman. If you weren't here for the last episode, we talked about intuition. She is intuitive, was one of the pillars that I created around being empowered. And today I want to talk about beauty. What does it mean to be beautiful? There is so much conditioning out there. There are trends, there are expectations on a woman of what she has to do in order to look beautiful. And I want to kind of cut through the noise today and just give you my observations from the side of energy and energy healing, as well as anything that comes into the physical space that I have learned about what it's like to come into an increased sense of beauty within your own body. Without further ado, let's get this episode started. Feeling beautiful. Let's just talk about all the band-aids fast that are being offered in the industry, which is a hugely lucrative business. The insecurity of women is making people rich. Now, as to the band-aids, let's go top to bottom. We're looking at hair extensions, we're looking at wigs, we're looking at hair dyeing, semi-permanent tattoos, facials, all the craziest one with the vampire lifting and burning off the skin layers in order for your skin to regrow over the next three months and no sun exposure because you're so sensitive. We are looking at eyelid surgery, rhinoplastic surgery, where people want like the little tip of the nose to be looking upwards. I've come across so many crazy things. And then when you move on, we obviously have Botox and fillers and lip injections, lip... <laughs> you probably know I'm not getting them because I frankly do not know how they work. What's the difference between a fill and Botox? I do not know. I don't need to know. And then when you also move on, we're looking at the gel fingernails or even still the fake lashes because suddenly the lashes need to be so heavy that your eyelids can barely hold them up. If you think about the ridiculousness that the industry has pushed women so far into changing their appearance that almost nothing about them is left natural. That brings me to question, what is so fundamentally wrong with the woman that she needs to invest on a monthly basis, probably thousands thousands of dollars to look acceptable in public. Something isn't quite right here, which is why I call them band-aids. Let's face it. This is not making you feel beautiful. It just makes you feel better. It doesn't bring you all the way to the goal. What I have learned in my own journey is that Actually, in order to feel beautiful, you need to remove all the things that have been said to you, whether that's from TV shows, from magazines, from movies, and from your parents, and also everything that you have inherited from your parents, especially from the female side, how to do woman, how to be a woman. And then also from the male side, all the expectations and all the judgment, criticism, oppression, suppression that has come down through the family tree as to 
how to be a woman that is accepted in society and accepted by the male side. My job was and is to actually get rid of all of these expectations and roles and responsibilities that have been given to me so that I can come back to truly just being me and truly feeling safe so that I can come into my feminine energy, which is my core, and at my core, when I feel safe, and when I've let go of all the conditioning and all the things that have been told to me about me being always a little bit too chubby or being always a little bit to this, to that, the nose is too big. I've been told all of these things under no uncertain terms, and I had to learn to let go of all of those to come back to a place where I feel like I'm actually good looking. I feel that I am a beautiful person, not just physically, but I need to know that I am a beautiful person inside and with this inner beauty that I am setting free, it radiates through me and then turns into physical beauty. It is really a very big thing around self-acceptance, letting go of any kind of shame from any kind of trauma, especially in the sex chakra and actually in the throat chakra, both related lower creativity and higher creativity expression. Sex chakra and throat chakra are connected. And when you heal those, when you heal your past, that's what you come from self-loathing into self-acceptance and from self-acceptance into self-love. And that's where you recognize that you are inherently beautiful. And that is actually the real shift. This is the real thing that you're looking for that you are not getting when you're putting on the fake lashes and the hair extensions and the fake fingernails. It may all make you feel better. And I'm not judging it, right? Like it's extremely valid and you can do all of it, but I don't want you to use it in order to use it as a band-aid for a deeper wound that's inside of you. We want to fast heal the wound and then you can decorate your body as you wish, okay? So don't take it. I'm just calling into question why the industry is creating all the more into the extremes, these band-aids of all varying sizes for the female body because somewhere collectively we have all decided that the female body isn't perfect the way it just is and you notice that we don't do this with men and there's a reason for it because here's what I understood some time ago I was actually looking at a picture from I think it was a fashion show and Rihanna the performer entrepreneur was sitting there and because I'm energy aware I actually noticed that her face looked a picture of health super clean skin glowing you know, the cheeks flushed with this beautiful red color and she looked so healthy and just absolutely glowing. But then I saw her energy and her energy didn't give me the same impression. So I noticed something that was my really big aha. And maybe I'm late to this party, but I'm going to share it anyway. 
what I noticed is that all these things that we are doing, first of all, they all come from a wound, right? We're all trying to be good enough. We're all trying to be seen. We're trying to be chosen, especially if you're not in a relationship yet. You're so badly trying to be chosen as the one and to be, to be loved, to simply be loved. So that's one thing. But what I understood when I looked at this picture is that why we are doing all of these things is exactly for that reason. It's to be chosen. And that means we're looking to look healthy, to be a picture of health. Now, if you think about it, biologically, you know, the evolution of picking a partner was to have somebody who was healthy. In men, we were looking for strength, for protection and providing. And in women, they were looking for health and fertility to carry children. And when you look at all the makeup and all the hair extensions and whatnot that we are doing, all we are creating is the picture of health that you would actually have if you were getting the fundamentals right. And I'm going to get into the fundamentals in a moment, but I just want to make my point a little clearer. Think about this. Hair extensions or hair dyeing is to basically show that your body is regulating their hormones properly, that your body is, has a lot of extra energy to actually make healthy, voluminous, long hair. Whenever there are health issues, I've seen this in myself when I had my burnout, where obviously I was done. I couldn't even get up in the morning. I was done, done, done. My hair, usually very voluminous and curly, was flat and lifeless. My hair felt just like me. A big thing, and it took me seven years to bring it back to having actually some sort of curl in it again because it was so damaged by the stress I was going through. And you also know this when you're really stressed, especially I remember in corporate, sometimes a project that takes six, eight or 12 months, you come out of it and you have gray hair and you know for a fact that it was the stress of that project that you got that gray hair. So stress is causing you to get prematurely gray hair. The great news is it can be reversed too by stress reduction. Now, hair is a really big sign of health. The same, actually, I've come across this um, name or this term lately, trauma eyes. I have noticed in myself, and you know this when you look at somebody, when somebody has really deep, sunken in, small eyes, you know that you inherently don't feel like you can trust them versus someone who has really big open eyes slanted upwards and just looks friendly. It's because the eyes are said to be the, um, the gateway to the soul. And when somebody is willing to be seen through and through, they actually have really open eyes. And what I have noticed with myself is that because I actually have a scar around my right eye, the more I heal the energy that is stuck in the scar and just any kind of, you know, emotions that are sort of woven into it, the more my right eye is opening up again and the lymph flow is running again. So actually where 
I had an asymmetry where my right lid was covered more because the, um, the area underneath the eyebrow was kind of chubbing up a little bit. There was lymph that was getting stuck there. It wasn't circulating. It's actually starting to go away and it's starting to flow again. The energy flow is open. So my right eye where I had the scar is coming back to being fully open. If you now think about just this topic of health, I actually wanted to go into the cheekbones and the contouring and the jawline that we do. Health, a picture of health is what? Glowing skin, immaculate skin, and then definition in the face. Now, when I was working in corporate, because I was stuck seated for 12 to 16 hours every single day, I was trying to go to the gym, but you know, I was lacking sleep. I was highly stressed, not just from my childhood, but also from this high performance culture. I was in high performing with no second chances. And I was just permanently stressed. I mean, how could you not be in those in those work environments? And what I've noticed is that back then I had a very round face. Like it was just poofy. I just didn't know it was poofy. I thought that was just my facial shape. And then what do you do? You use makeup, you use contouring to give yourself cheekbone definition, jawline definition, to put some glow in the right places and then some blush to make it look like you actually have healthy blood flow. But the thing is, you actually don't. You're just putting a mask on that makes you appear healthier than you actually are. Because what is going on when you have that poofy face and you don't have definition in your facial features, is you actually have chronic inflammation in your system, chronic toxicity in your system from emotional stress, which can be as old as the day you are born or even older. Then you have the current situation that you are in and the lifestyle you are living, the food you are eating. You can use food to decrease the inflammation you have in your system. You know, it's these anti-inflammatory foods, which comes back to raw veggies or just lots of fiber and lemon juice in the morning and all these things. And it works and it's necessary, right? A lot of dark leafy greens. And that already starts taking the inflammation out of your system. But the biggest thing that you need to do is probably change your lifestyle and then heal all the places where you're chronically stressed from your childhood. Depending on what you've gone through in your childhood, your stress, your stress level may be higher or lower. Mine was extremely high, but no sort of small adjustments would have gotten me from having a poofy face to suddenly actually having jawline and cheekbone definition just to say that I would have probably massaged my face off, my skin off, if I tried to use gua sha or facial yoga or any kind of lymph drainage massage, because that would have been a spot reduction maybe, and it would have worked for the face. But in truth, my whole body was in this chronic inflammation, in this chronic stress state. So even here again, you don't want to do a spot reduction of the problem. You actually want to look at why you have this chronic inflammation in your entire system. What happened for me is I started working with a mentor and we were doing body work and I just started bawling my eyes out, just crying every single day for hours. Not the easiest path to choose, I'm aware, and probably not one I would choose today, 
but I was just crying. I was finally releasing everything I had been holding in for all of my life. I didn't even know I had an inner world. I thought I knew myself through and through, right? Like no surprises. I didn't even know I had an inner world. And suddenly I was just crying and crying and crying. And at the same time, because I was starting to release, I was getting more in touch with my body and with my needs. And then I actually changed my diet very naturally. So notice how I didn't start with a diet change. The diet change came later after I started working through my emotions. And I actually just ended up eating for a year. I kid you not, without exception. I ate lentils, sort of red lentil curries, or that was one meal I was having. The other meal I was having was pumpkin and kale and quinoa bowls because I just needed to detox so much. And for a whole year, I didn't want to eat anything but those two items for dinner. And over lunchtime, I had sort of a you know, a more complicated salad with lots of protein in it and whatnot. But just so you know, that it starts with actually releasing what is the biggest chronic stress in your system, because your lifestyle from the work you are currently doing to the way you are eating and how you approach eating, how you approach working out, how you approach your social life, all of that is just a symptom the outside manifestation of what is happening inside of you. So your biggest leverage is always working on what's inside of you. And that will naturally then change what is outside of you, what you are creating on your outside, how you approach all these other areas of your life. So you can even exercise too much because exercise creates inflammation and if you over exercise you create a lot of acidity in your system and yet again you have more chronic inflammation so when you have that chronic inflammation you will not see the cheekbone definition that you would like to see and only when you start changing your inner world that's when for me I started to have the definition just very naturally because I just deep puffed I was, you know, the lymph was flowing. I was eating differently. I was letting all these emotions go. Suddenly I had a very different facial structure come to the surface, which beforehand I would have needed to draw on with makeup, with contouring. I didn't have the cheekbones. I didn't have the jawline. They were nowhere visible. So what just occurred to me is that we do all of that stuff to be chosen and to look healthy very, very primitively. That's the reason why we're doing all of those things. And that's what makes us look attractive. Now we have now in the modern day, all these tools we can use to fake health, to fake that there was no aging because aging is also just a symptom of how stressed you are inside of your system. And we have so many, many tools now to fake health. But what it doesn't give us is a true sense of health, which is a true sense of beauty and of vitality because it is band-aids. It's band-aids that we're putting on every single place where our body is showing us that there is chronic stress or aging happening. Now, I just, I'm talking about aging and I just want to say that aging 
is not what you think it is. Aging is just because everyone ages in a certain way doesn't mean that we all have to look like that when we age. Aging is just how much stress, how much burden are you placing on your system and again energy precedes the material your physical body will actually be showing you what your energy and your emotional and your thoughts are like as it is and what happens is this when you don't heal something it will keep attracting a similar energy so that's why you notice for example let's say your parents assume that they don't do any of the inner work, they don't do any spiritual practice, you see that over the years, they're getting quote unquote worse. You know, they're getting more stubborn, more stuck in their ways, more stuck in their ways of thinking, more stuck in their way of living, more stuck in that kind of maybe unhealthy lifestyle. And it's because unless you actually nip it in the bud and you entirely zap out through spiritual practice, through working with an energy healer, with a mentor, with a coach, in however way you want to do it, but that you do do it, unless you undo a pattern, the pattern will grow stronger because it will attract more of a similar energy. And that's where we notice people get more and more stuck. It's like a downward spiral. And in the same way, you know, the more we get stuck in in patterns, in heavy emotions, and we keep just storing them away and we don't look at them, it actually manifests itself as burden. And the burden is emotional first, it's mental burden first, and then eventually your body will show the signs because your body is actually storing all of them for you and it's carrying them. And then you have the chronic aches and the fatigues, and then you have the wrinkles, and then you have the droopy eyes, and then you have, you know, the lymph that is no longer flowing. And so you start having the inflammation. So just be really, really mindful as to what aging really is and know that you can remove this burden from your system and as a result you will feel more youthful again so wherever there is a downward trend there's an upward trend it just depends which route you choose I just want to just put this in there because when I do say aging I understand that we may not be talking about the same thing so my understanding is very much that aging is a choice obviously we all have somewhere a physical limitation as to how old we can get but we don't all have to accept the general narrative of what aging looks like and that by age 30 you start having gray hair and you know that you feel fatigue and chronic aches by the time you're 40 that is bullshit in my opinion I'm just gonna say it like that but let's get back to the idea of creating health I don't know, for me, that really struck me as very interesting when I recognized that all we're really trying to do is to look healthy. And what if we really got the fundamentals right and we actually chose health? Would we still need all of those band-aids? And I think the answer is we probably wouldn't. We wouldn't need them, but we could use them to enhance what we naturally look like rather than to create a whole fake mask of health, we could look healthy and then just touch up whatever we feel like is necessary. So I don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really, I'm not against any kind of makeup or things. I just think uh, it can get into the extremes and then 
I am noticing that it still is dependent on outside validation. And as long as you're dependent on outside validation for what your opinion is of yourself, you are essentially a prisoner. And you're essentially at the mercy of people applauding you, you needing to look perfect. You see this in the whole Kardashian family. They constantly need to look perfect because if they don't, they get immediately criticized for it. And it's extremely hard on them because let's face it, they're just humans too. But this is what they've created. They, they have created an image of perfection which when criticized is crumbling. That is not a real sense of inner beauty. The fundamentals are, the goal is to reduce chronic inflammation, which number one comes from lifestyle. And the lifestyle would need to be one of movement because you need to move lymph. You need to move the lymph through your body because it's not actually being pushed through the body like blood. The lymph needs movement, which is why walking is amazing. Then you need to learn how to breathe properly. Breathe deeply and breathe into your body. So many people have a tightness around their solar plexus, so they actually only breathe into the upper part of their lungs. When I was working at the very beginning with this mentor with body work, I was opening up my lungs. I had no idea they were really affected by the grief I was holding. So I was actually, and this is a little bit gross, but I'm just gonna say it, I was actually coughing up a lot of slime because all this mucus was coating up my lungs and I had no lung capacity. But I didn't know that was the case, right? So I was just coughing up all this mucus and my lungs opened up and I probably... I would almost say easily eightfold increase the capacity of my lungs. And there are times where I felt like I'm breathing all the way down to my toes now because my breathing opened. Extremely important to undo any kind of tension that is around your rib cage to then be able to have this elasticity, the lateral elasticity and the front and back elasticity of your rib cage. So you can actually breathe. You don't need to force air against this really tight armor. You can actually just very naturally breathe because your rib cage can expand without resistance. So breathing, movement and breathing. Then hydration. I don't know where this two liter thing came from, I drink about four to six liters a day of water. I do not count coffee. I don't drink coffee, super dehydrating. I do not drink alcohol. I haven't in probably three or four years. Um, I drink teas, but even peppermint tea, even chamomile tea, I'm not counting that as water. I'm really saying four to six liters of water a day. The more I heal, the more water I drink. I don't know why that is. I have once read that wrinkles is a sign of chronic dehydration in the system. I've already given you my opinion on it, but this certainly factors into that. Water is needed to actually conduct energy through your body and to also um, flush out stuff, flush out toxins, old emotions, all that. Hydration, breath, movement. And I'm gonna add sunshine and nature. Sunshine and nature and obviously sleep. So time outside, you know this, when you've gone running, you've gone on a hike, you've just gone for a walk in the woods, you come back and you have the natural red flush cheeks. You wouldn't need blush for that, but that is actually what blush is mimicking. So you know that when you've been out in 
you know, the healthy air in nature that you come back and you look immediately healthier. That is actually the healthy glow that we're trying to fake now because we are living an extremely unhealthy lifestyle with expectations on us, on all of us to work in a way in front of screens all the time, indoors all the time, which is not conducive to a healthy I believe to a healthy state of being, to healthy life at all, which is why we're creating all the ways of faking a look of health when naturally very few of us really have it anymore. Moving on, else I'm starting to rant on this again. Um, we have movement, health, hydration, sunshine, and nature. And then we have sleep. Sleep, I've already talked about this, but I'm just going to come back to this in case you didn't listen to that episode sleep eight hours minimum. And if you are currently healing and you're coming out of a dysregulated nervous system where you have been in fight or flight possibly all your life, possibly for years and multiple decades, then you will sleep more than you ever have in your entire life. And here's what I mean by that. I have slept on top of the eight hours a night, probably multiple years in accumulated terms. I have slept through entire weekends. I have slept night and day, would only get up for food and water and to go to the toilet and then just go straight back to bed. I have been unable to do many a thing because my nervous system started regulating itself by healing some of the trauma that was stuck there, which actually keeps you from relaxing, which is why many people stay hyper, right? That is when you stay in alert mode and you cannot come into your parasympathetic where digestion happens, where body repair happens, where sleep and rest happens, where socializing happens, all of those things, all of those activities inside of your body, but also outside of your body that happen when you're no longer running from the saber-toothed tiger, all of those things can only happen when the threat is removed. So the threat is still hanging in your nervous system. It's hanging in your brain, in your gut. It's hanging, you know, all along the spinal cord. When that is being removed through energy healing, through somatic experiencing, through breath work, through pranic healing, there are so many ways through ayahuasca, whatever you choose to do you will suddenly relax. It's like your whole system drops and it can drop multiple levels and suddenly you are, you feel lower, you feel lower inside of yourself. You feel like you're relaxing for the first time in your life and that's when you will be fucking tired and you will question what's going on with yourself but all that's really happening is that you are for the first time coming out of the sympathetic alert mode and you're coming into parasympathetic and your body now has a lot of repair to do. It has to take the trash out. It has to um, repair cells. It has to, you know, clean up things in the gut. You know, suddenly it can do all the things that it never could do because it was still running away from impending danger. So sleep will become on the healing journey immensely important. The soul heals when the soul is asleep. And I should rather say when the body is asleep because the soul doesn't sleep. So the soul heals when the body is asleep. If you have an absolute need or urge 
to sleep, then follow that urge. We are chronically undersleeping as it is in the States and in Canada a lot more than here in Europe but we are all running on the edge of our capacity. We're not well rested as a society at all. So sleep, do it. Now, those are the fundamentals of the lifestyle, but obviously I've already said part of the true, let's just say second layer fundamentals would be emotional healing. Emotional healing and an anti-inflammatory lifestyle that is what will get you that glow, first of all, that will get you the whole, the glow and the looks physically, but it will actually remove, when you do the healing of all the places where you have been told that you aren't beautiful, where you cannot access your feminine energy, where you are, let's say, stuck in a certain way of looking at yourself. Because when you look in a mirror, actually what happens is you see your own energy in front of the mirror so it's like looking through a lot of sticky notes that are right in front of your face and you don't actually see the truth of you you see all of the thoughts that you have about yourself so if you look in the mirror and you immediately have a negative thought like ah and then you only look at all the things that are wrong with you you are actually reinforcing everything that you think is wrong with you And you also need to be aware that those are just thoughts. So all the hatred you have against the way you look, all the places you are ashamed to look the way that you do, all the places where you have thoughts of or criticism or judgment of what you see in the mirror, those are all the things that can be removed. And I think this is the biggest thing that I want you to take away. You are not ugly. You are not born wrong you are not going to have to look at other women and think oh my god I'm never gonna look like her because the thing is that you are already it you just have some layers on top of the inner beauty that you already are and this is why I'm saying that all of these other things are just band-aids because when you truly pull the band-aid off and you face your own thoughts about yourself and your own emotions about yourself and you actually get rid of those, you are going to feel beautiful. You don't have to fake beautiful. You're going to feel beautiful. You're going to radiate beauty. And then together with all the things, the anti-inflammatory lifestyle, which is really just the healthy lifestyle, it's really just what feels natural and good to you when you follow that, on top of the healing, you are going to basically be irresistible because you're really just emanating this magnetic glow of the gorgeous, healthy feminine. And that is what I want for you, which is why I just wanted to make you aware of all the ways that we are sold that we're going to look beautiful and then we pay a lot of money to look beautiful but we actually never feel it we are not convinced ourselves that we are that and this is where we can build this addiction to changing things about our physical body right like the surgeries and the not leaving the house without makeup or needing the fake lashes and when they start falling out you need to get the new ones it's almost like subscriptions to beauty from the outside when you actually already are it you just haven't fully gone to all the places where you have created thoughts against 
your own beauty. And that is the important thing. This was the episode on beauty as part of the empowered woman. I really hope this gave you some insights. It's, I have had a long, long journey with beauty myself. I felt extremely ugly for a very long time. I very much hated the, to look in the mirror. And I even remember looking at pictures of Angelina Jolie when I was like in my early twenties and just crying because somewhere I had decided, so it felt true to me that I would never ever feel beautiful, that I would never be beautiful. And the more I've come along in my own healing journey, the more I'm actually realizing that very truthfully, I feel pretty awesome about myself. And it's come really from self-loathing to eventually self-acceptance to eventually coming into a place of self-liking, not quite self-love. But the more I heal, the more I am coming into the realization that I wouldn't want to be anybody else. And I've been dealt pretty awesome cards about the body that I got. Plus, I'm taking extremely good care of this, you know, body that I've received. So the more you heal, the more you will find that you will do the same thing. And in the next episode, we're going to go into the next pillar, which I haven't decided which one it is because I'm always very spontaneous. I sit down and I feel like, which topic do I vibe with right now? I'm thinking it may be about wealth because remember one of the pillars is wealth. You know, the empowered woman is wealthy. She's in charge of her own finances and she has a lot of finances. So that would probably be mine. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to change my mind, but I think it's going to be on wealth. I'm excited. I hope you're going to tune in. This was Vibe Empowered and my name is Christine Refo.